All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the State of Startups. I'm your host, Matt Gabry. And yes, sorry, it's been a little while uh, since I've gotten to the next episode here. Um, just things kind of have gotten a little hectic. We know from this uh, pandemic that we're dealing with, uh, I'm sure it hasn't been easy for all of us. Uh, this is very trying times right now. Um, I, I hope you all are doing well, safe, and, and I hope that you guys are still continuing to work if you can. I, I know, I'm sure some of you have probably been struggling. I don't know, laid off. I mean, around everywhere. There's, it depends on what you're in. I mean, luckily, you know, with, with uh, technology nowadays, Zoom and, and Slack and Skype, you know, people are continuing to work from home. Um, We'll get into this a little later. I want to kind of uh, start off with, with uh, I don't know, better better news. So <clears throat> let's see. This is episode 23. Uh, I titled it Parallel Worlds, Antarctica's, Antarctica's Neutrino Hunter, and then, of course, thus the state of startups amid the COVID-19 uh, pandemic here. So... Um, yeah, it's going to be kind of two very different directions in this episode. Uh, I don't know. A lot's been on my mind. You know, I, for, I for one, personally am really trying to finish up my UX uh, program. Um, so I've been busy with that, and um, I, I still have to continue to work. Actually, I work at a department store that has you know groceries, and I, I still have to go in. So. Um, and, and we kind of have gotten hit a little hard. Like it, it's when other restaurants and, you know, businesses are closed, everyone seems to kind of be out and about at, uh, you know, your, your main grocery store chains and, and, and such. And so we have kind of picked up a little bit. So anyways, it, it's been a little busy, been a little hectic. I need, you know, some time off, <laughs> but, uh, so, okay, let's get into these topics. So, um, you know, many of you might not think that these are what I'm going to talk about are kind of the state of startups, and and um, you know that might be true. Now, I've I've mentioned before in the past that I'm not trying to necessarily be like a tech crunch crunch base <laughs> type of uh, news outlet. I think that they're very helpful and some of my stuff does come from them. You know, like I said, I do, I do subscribe to Crunchbase. I have, they, you know, send me an email every day about, you know, what's going on in the news, the startup news. So some of it, yes, will be that, but I, you know, the thing is about everyone, I don't know, creating your own content. You want to tailor it towards what you want and how you are personally. So like, and not only that, they're, you know, TechCrunch and Crunchbase, they're already doing that, those kinds of things. Like, so they're good at doing that. If you want, you know, startups that are, you know, uh, thriving right now or what's going on in the startup tech news, I mean, you, you, there's tons of news outlets already for that. But I want to kind of uh, put a different spin on it. And that's why I have a lot of high level, like science related things to talk about because. I personally believe eventually startups, your your kind of billion dollar companies are going to come out of what science is working on right now. And when you think about it, 
let's you know rewind the clock here for a second about the internet and you know you go back to the 50s 60s and um <clears throat> you know tim berners lee kind of was you know the whole cern project was you know that's how the internet kind of got started well it's you know so it came about from scientists it's it comes from researchers scientists and uh you know military contracts and what and whatnot you know <clears throat> so it th- that I want to get you guys prepped for what's coming, and so you know because eventually, desktop computers, laptops, smartphones, you know the mobile revolution, you know is gonna be something different. And so, yeah, we want to be in the game now. But I'm this this podcast is for, I you know my fascination and may hopefully yours of founding your own startup come you know and when we think about it um you know a startup with with a kind of a, a new app i, I don't know it, it it may not happen like that anymore like we might the low hanging fruit might be picked so we need to think bigger and broader about what new science breakthroughs and uh technological breakthroughs are going to happen you know the the zeitgeist shift if you will uh and you know product market fit is kind of we know that but from darcy kulikin at um you know he says this product zeitgeist fit and that is a a time that only comes along every so often you know it, it it's a uh, come from a technological shift you know now that's not to say that you know, after the mobile revolution, we are probably going to have AR, VR, you know, those kinds of things, yeah, are are, are going to have it. So we will pay attention to those things too. But we do, I think it's important to pay attention to what's going on in physics, science of all sorts, because more often than not, if you study history, we know that kind of science, science is the driver, the first driver, the first mover of what then comes. Oh, and so perfect example we you know if if you're interested in tech and startups at all we know who the big entrepreneurs are have been you know steve jobs jeff bezos elon musk now if you look at let's just pick jeff bezos for example he could not have built amazon prior to the internet obviously you know so he had to wait for like the Tim Berners Lee and all of that to be developed, you know, here in the, you know, the eighties, the nineties, and he timed it perfectly. So this, this podcast again is, is about timing, um, timing the world, timing the market, you know, so, uh, Amazon was founded in 97. Okay. So he realized that, okay, the internet is going to be this big thing, this next big thing. So I'll get to it in a minute. That's why I pay attention to particle physics, quantum physics, quantum computing, maybe possibly neutrino hunting, because those kinds of uh, science experiments may be the driver for the next big technological revolution. And that's where we can capitalize on. We, and I hope my audience is on my, you know, kind of like me, we have an opportunity then to capitalize on the genius, because <laughs> I, 
I'm convinced they're the true geniuses. The only geniuses, I think, in this world are the mathematicians, the theoretical physicists. Jeff Bezos, you know, is a genius in some way. I, you know, but there's no way that, you know, again, it's it's really about capitalizing on other people's geniuses and genius, and that's what I believe. And so, again, because if you think about his wealth and it's like, okay, just selling books online, selling books on the internet. And that's the big rev, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, again, it could be as simple as that. And not to say that Amazon was a simple endeavor, but it sure seems to be more simple than figuring out quantum mechanics, you know, and having all these math equations across a huge whiteboard. Like you don't see him doing that. And I'm not going to either. <laughs> that's not my brain. That's not my expertise. Like, I can't do that, but we can use that. We can pay attention to who's doing the cutting edge stuff and we can, we can then, you know, get on board. So anyways, um, and I, and I do, since it's been a while since my last episode, I, I do just kind of want to, off the cuff kind of talk about things. Um, and not only that, it's, it's these, these videos that I have from YouTube, um, are very, very hard to explain in my own words. And it's probably just best if I just link it in the description, like I always do. And you guys can, um, get it at your own leisure and they're nice videos. They're only, you know, four to 10 minutes long. Um, but I'm going to just kind of quickly go through. So there's a couple from Seeker. This first one I have is a Dark Matter Hunter. So Dark Matter, um, the title is The Dark Matter Hunter is Built with Quantum Computer Parts. So here we go. Um, uh, I just will say quantum computing right now is already getting to a point where it's solving problems in some aspects, uh, more efficient than classical computers. So it's already, quantum computing is already starting to um, have its place in practical applications nowadays. But the the more exciting thing, I think, is what can quantum computing tell us about the unknown universe, you know? And here we go. There, there's an experiment studying dark matter. That probably wasn't possible with classical computers. Well, yes, but it's going to, I think, get better with quantum computer parts. Um, dark matter is what gives, uh, is the mysterious substance that makes up most of the mass in the universe. And we can't, like, we don't understand it yet. We can't really see it. We don't get it. Um, it's So it's called, the, the official name is the Axion Dark Matter Experience experiment uh admx at the university of washington is the world's first dark matter experiment that's hunting specifically for axions yeah it was really interesting it was an eight minute 49 second video i will link that in the description um yeah really cool stuff okay um parallel so the next topic parallel worlds oh man this was really good there's a couple different videos um, and I guess, you know, I found on YouTube, the, these guys are actually pretty popular already. So you, I don't know, you might've already seen Veritasium. I mean, man, he's got 6.84 million subscribers already. And, uh, this, this video was released on March 6th 
and it all it's got over two and a half million views already so um you know that's that's the thing i try to find things that are uh a little obscure like less popular yet but i guess i didn't get to this one in time where he's just already that popular anyways um yeah, this is a kind of a long one. This is almost a 20-minute video, So, um, but it was really good. He has Sean Carroll that he interviews, which he's a very, very trusted source. Um, he has a good podcast, too, um, Mindscape. Yeah, Mindscape podcast, Sean, Sean Carroll, really smart physicist. Um, but the other one that I just watched, actually, is uh, from a YouTube channel called Brightside which is, man, he must have been around for a long time. He has 33.9 million subscribers. And uh, this video was uh, released on July 23rd, 20, so, you know, six, seven months ago. So not super new, but it's definitely not old. Um, about 653,000 views. And this is a good one. He does a really good animation. Um, and it was only a 10-minute, 28-second video. So Parallel Worlds... This one's this idea is really fascinating to me, and and um, so, and and so there, the recent research is saying that parallel worlds uh, probably do exist. They they more than like so that that's always at least a step in the right direction. You know, it, it may not be a lot of things in science are, are hard to confirm, like a hundred percent yes, this is true. But at least it's not a definite no. Um, we're at least getting more than 50%, let's say. You either have you know, no on one end, yes on the other, and the no is I don't know. I think we're, we've crossed the I don't know line, the 50% mark, and I think we're heading towards a yes. So that's really exciting. They didn't say it in either video um, about quantum computing being able to help like at least peer into parallel worlds. You may, you know, the idea of actually traveling to one and experiencing it fully, you know, that's really far out, but I would at least, I would be happy enough, right. You know, soon ish to at least be able to see parallel worlds and at least extract information from them. That's what we want, you know? So, <clears throat> cause the gosh, I mean, think of the, think of the implications, think of what we could figure out. Think about, you know, the subtle differences. If we can pick out which parallel world, like, worked out better, then we can, you know, it, that's almost controlling time. And I have a really good tweet from James Clear about time Time is the uh, most powerful force in the universe. Uh, no one controls it. No one can stop it. And that's a really fascinating observation because it's like, yeah, that is the one resource where no one has control over everyone has control over money like authority you know the billionaires can do and and have way more influence than someone making 10 bucks an hour the president then even has more power and authority over the billionaire but if you could, could control time there that thus if you could peer into a parallel world essentially and extract information extract answers that's probably that's god almost <laughs> you know then you're something that no one can stop you are so I, i'm sorry but like i think that's where we need to go 
So that's interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because we need to be, well, that's the thing. We need to keep pushing boundaries. We need to keep pushing what's possible. Absolutely. So I'll link that in the description. Um, another really cool one. So uh, I think the last one, <clears throat> again, it's from the Seeker YouTube channel. Um, another neutrino experiment. This one's in a Antarctica, and the experiment's called Anita. It's it's like the Super Kamiokande in Japan. So um, ultra high energy particles, they say, have blasted up through the ice of Antarctica, setting off detectors in the Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, the Anita experiment. Anita is a machine dangling from a NASA balloon far above the frozen surface designed to study ultra-high energy cosmic neutrinos by taking advantage of the ice sheets that blanket Antarctica. Yeah, I know they chose Antarctica because there's like way, there's no like radio frequency inter interference. So, um, man, really cool. Um, and yeah, so again, it's because, you know, we don't know much about neutrinos. We don't know. And they're, they're even saying they observed some kind of particle that they have no idea what it was. It's like, it wasn't what they thought and they can't even explain it. So like, that's the thing too, you know, in 2020, we don't, that's the thing. We don't have all the answers. We have not, we're not done like developing as a species. Like there are still plenty of things we don't know. And science is one of, you know, science is always pushing that, you know, just like we didn't now I know Kevin Kelly. So like the internet was inevitable. Yeah. But we, again, even, even prior, we didn't know what forms it was going to, or like, we didn't know how it was going to happen. We didn't know when, but I like what he said, Kevin Kelly, he said, <clears throat> the internet was inevitable, but Twitter and Facebook were not there's no way we could have predicted that and that those kinds of things those observations are really powerful and that's why i'm trying to tell you guys now about the these experiments science stuff that i'm saying you may not think they're the state of startups but yes they are they're going to be these are just like the inevitable things you know that's kevin kelly's book the inevitable i got to meet him once <laughs> that was fun um so the these experiments I would say are inevitable. Quantum computing could be that. You know, it's inevitable. But um different applications are not going to be you can't predict those. But here so maybe myself, hopefully myself and maybe you guys are the entrepreneurs that will create the next Twitter, the next Facebook because those aren't, you can't really predict those as well. But we thought, you know, we need to know about what's going, the big science experiments going on now so that we can capitalize on it when the time has come. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. Um, I want to finish on, yeah, just let's <laughs> kind of scale back <laughs> a little bit. We're talking about parallel worlds here and. Kind of uh, let, let's zoom back down to reality and then just discuss a little bit about what's, gosh, what's going on right now in the world. This COVID-19 coronavirus, um, I know everybody is talking about it, obviously, but um, 
I've been listening to Chamath Palahapatia, a uh, very, very prominent investor at Social Capital, um, the owner of the Warriors. Um, he had some really good insights. So look up. I will link. Um, <clears throat> I have at least. He was on Rico Dico with Kara Swisher. So um, that one, I mean, it's, it's not only more recent. He did one with Jason Calacanis. Actually, he's got his own podcast, the All In podcast. He, like, does it with Jason. But And maybe I'll link that, too. But uh, just he talked about so much. Uh, the guy is a wealth of knowledge. And um, it's really important when he talks about you know what's going on because he he is talking about it and from an investor investor standpoint startup standpoint um basically uh you know we're in we're in a very tough time and he's he's he tells it how it is he's a very frank blunt guy as you may know um he basically i mean he really is halting everything He's telling everyone to just halt what you're doing. Don't invest. Don't really do anything. Hold at your assets. I wouldn't make any drastic decisions, um, which is very, uh, I don't know, it's telling. And it's hard because I'm about to be finished up with this UX program here in a month, and I'm going to be looking for jobs, and this definitely may not be the best time. And so I've been kind of looking at, well, amidst most companies and stuff not hiring, um, and 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 every anytime someone tweets about it, there's always like a one or two people that are like, actually, we're hiring, we're hiring. So I've been kind of paying attention to the people who are at least saying that. But yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm hoping at least um, we can all find. If you're not, if you're kind of like me in the same boat. <clears throat> remote work, even a part-time remote job um, would be nice. At least something. You know, I don't need to get, I don't need to make 80000 even 50000 right off the bat. Um, that's another thing that I've been thinking about a lot. I might save that for um, a later episode. I, I just think about the future of work a lot, and I think that um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. So this, this, we, since so many people are working from home and, and everybody's on zoom, Skype, Slack, this is how work is done. It's, it's not just a little meeting. It's like people are working like all day from, from these technologies. And it just goes to show you that that's kind of one of the other things he talked about was like, he's like, Kara, people are working two to three hours a day in, in a little, in, kind of increments chunks and, and well and more often than not it's not adding up to eight hours but that's okay because they're getting way more done in those chunks than they are spending eight hours at the office now that's not in everyone's case but it's it, it is happening in a lot of instances so really interesting to note and for somebody like me who i'm not paying rent i'm with my parents right now i could contribute to that I've got all the time in the world other than my other job. It doesn't take up that much time though. I could definitely be working for a company right now. And that's why it's, it's frustrating because I don't know if I'll get that chance. And I will say I'm very new. I'm, I'm my skills aren't very uh, refined yet, but 
you know, I'm, there are probably cases out there that, you know, people are better than me that deserve it and they're not getting the work. And I think what it comes down to is we, you know, a new hire costs so much. And I, and I'm here to say, I don't really think it needs to though. We we're just again, stuck in the 20th century way of work. When you hire somebody, okay, they make 80,000 off the bat or 60, 70,000 salary, all these in bonuses, stock options, healthcare, pay time off, all these, you know, benefits and stuff. It's like, yeah, I get that. But I'm here saying that I could work for you. I could work for X company and you could pay me next to nothing because I don't need that. I'm not, you know, I didn't go buy a $400,000 house and I don't have a boat. I don't have an, a, an RV, a four wheeler and three kids with a wife to take care of. You know, I don't have that. <laughs> so I think there's plenty of people out there that can work and um, that we're just not giving people chances. And um, to finish up, I'm just saying the future of work can include people like me and and then eventually, if I wanted to move out, I'm actually literally considering about a 3D printed house for $4,000. $4, That's what I want. And one-time payment of $4,000. And then I'm set. And then what do I what do I need a high salary for? I don't need it. Because we only pay high salaries to justify the high cost of living somewhere. Like the example of three kids, a boat, $40,000 car. I don't know. So these are kind of the adjustments that I think society should make. And I think we're all kind of in this very philosophical frame of mind right now. Um, I think we're all kind of taking a step back, zooming out and thinking about life in general. We all probably have a lot of time on our hands with, with being quarantined and, uh, it's given me a lot of time to think. And, um, Here's my 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 <clears throat> my shtick is that if we're making it work, if companies are staying afloat with with everyone working at home, from home, well then I, I just don't. Then we it's not that we should keep doing it, but I just think that it's possible. And uh, if you if you know if I've mentioned before, I'm, I'm I'm a huge proponent of progress progress studies. This new movement from you know Patrick Collison, Jason Crawford. Uh, you know, Peter Thiel, even, you know, this whole idea of technological scientific progress. And I think this is how we get there. We have just way more people. We could up the game so much more if we just include people to help. But when companies can only have a small start, you know, five people, if, you, if, if, if a company can only have 50 and it, it not much progress and in innovation is happening, well, then maybe it's time to rethink how we think of work. I don't think we I don't think we're making enough progress because work is not thought of differently. It, it's still thought of you clock in and you, you work a night. It's a nine to five job Monday through Friday. And um and that's it. You make you make your hundred grand salary, and, and it's just you're not producing that much, though. You're just you are. I don't know. You're just there, and you're and so is everybody else. And you're making very incremental progress because that's the way we do things. And so, I just have a lot of societal 
changes that I want to see. And I think I have pretty good ideas. You can, you know, feel free to shoot me down or counter argue, but, um, anyways, yes, we're at the 28 minute mark. It's going to cut me off at 30 minutes anyway. So I want to wrap it up here. Stay safe guys. Um, you know, keep reaching out to people, you know, virtually use, keep using LinkedIn, keep using Twitter, you know, try to make as many connections as you can. I know it's hard and we can't meet face to face, but, uh, there's a lot you can do online still nowadays. And we just got to keep rolling with the punches and, and dealing with what's in front of us. So, all right, guys, until next time, stay safe and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.